Amen. So uh, all of you highbrow snooties, take that. Amen. That was good. All right, let's open our Bibles, please, to uh, Job 30. We're just going to read one verse as our text verse uh, so we can give just a really short review, remind you of what we covered last week in the introduction. We're talking about ashes and dust. Uh, Job 30. And uh, this is important. Look at verse 19. He hath cast me into the mire, and I am become like dust and ashes. So Job, that was his testimony. If you'd now turn to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. It's a very important verse. I quote it all the time. Uh, Psalm 119, verse 25. Psalm 119 and verse uh, 25. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. So you see these two directions and magnetic pulls, if you will, of polarization. Uh, David said, my soul cleaves to the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. All right, let's pray. Father, we pray that you bless the uh, message. We yield your spirit. We pray that he would have liberty. He would direct us as to what to say and how to say it, and the word would go forth uh, with a boldness and a power, and we'd understand the practical application of the ashes and dust. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I uh, do want to say this, I forgot to mention, uh, in the very near future, we want to do a video about uh, RU. So if you're a part of that ministry, we'd like for you to be a part of that and to have some testimonies of what it means to you. Um, so be thinking about that and then do some actual video of the uh, RU on Friday night. All right, just a real quick review. Uh, why do we say ashes to ashes, dust to dust at uh, funerals? Also, where does it originate? Uh, we just read in Job 30, 19, but it goes back to the gap truth, and I'm not going to go over that again. That was just a basic overview of an introduction but the world before this one was judged god burned it there was ashes god in in genesis 1 2 begins the recreation of the earth and the replenishing of the earth and so when you go back to the dust you were taken from ashes and dust you will go back to ashes and dust so what is the practical application of this? Because all truth has a practical application. If you notice, there's a lot of uh, modernism, that's what Brother Roloff used to call it, uh, but liberalism in the last days that people want to talk about the Bible but not have a practical application. They want to hear studies about the Bible and from the Bible but a practical application offends them. 
And Paul said, preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, rebuke, reprove, exhort with all long suffering. And, and it also says that all scripture, scripture is profitable for certain things. So if it is truth, there's going to be something God wants you to do about it. There's, it's it's going to affect you if it is truth. And you can tell these new uh, liberal preachers they don't have much truth because they don't want to preach it. There's very little practical application. So what are these? What we need to learn, first of all, is our nature. The nature of the flesh is dust. That's what it is. And secondly, what are the laws that govern the dust? So if you understand you came from the dust. You live in a body composed of dust. When this body dies, it will return to the dust. This is very important because the body is the home of the soul. This is the tabernacle or the temple of the Holy Spirit if you're saved. But your soul and your spirit, little s, Romans 1.9, Paul said, I serve God with my spirit. Uh, you do that in a body of dust. So a wise person would learn the nature, be honest, and then how to deal with that. And it's, it's very obvious what you do. It's the only thing you can do, but very few people do it because, first of all, what is the nature? It, it has a character, whatever your character is. And you can look at the, the elemental structure, if you will, of the body of clay. And I forget the exact percentages, but the earth is covered with, uh, does anybody remember how much water, what percentage? Is it high 80s or 90s, somewhere up there? And our body is the same, uh, dirt and water, but and that's why the earth is affected by the gravitational pull of the moon. And then a lunatic is someone uh, who is controlled by the gravitational pull of the moon. And lunacy, Looney Tunes, when I was a kid, the cartoons, uh, these kooky animals out of control, that was all based on lunatics, which is on a full moon, bad things happen to a lunatic because they lose control of the dust. They're already controlled by the dust, their flesh. But the, the pull is stronger. Their soul cleaves to the dust. And they become um, out of control emotionally uh, during those times of the lunar cycle approximately every 30 days. So you have a character of the the body, which is what? We call it the lust of the flesh, or God does. And it's the works of the flesh, according to Galatians 5. So the flesh made of dust has a nature which is of the earth. It's not of heaven. You see, uh, there's nothing good about the flesh. Paul said, I put no confidence in the flesh. In my flesh dwelleth no good thing. And deceive people, though, who will not admit their makeup, their, their nature, they will never overcome the character 
of the dust, which is what? Flesh. So the flesh can do one thing, lust. That's all it can do. It can do nothing good for God. It, it will never decide, I'm going to change. It has a nature. All it can do is cleave to the dust. So this character of the flesh, which is earthy, sensual, devilish, it says in the uh, book of James, it's of the earth, it's not of heaven, it's not from God. It then travels and has a magnetic pull of downward, downward. So the direction of the dust, you know, it may poof up for a while, it may get blown around. Eventually, it's going to settle down to the gravitational pull of the earth. So in this magnetic polarization, it's always cleaving. Our body is cleaving to the dust. And if you're honest, you have to admit this. Now, I notice some people can't get their dust to church Sunday night. It's really amazing. It's cleaving to the couch. It's cleaving to the bed. It's cleaving to the uh, lazy boy lounger. It's cleaving to the pantry. It loves to cleave around the kitchen area. It cleaves to the refrigerator. Why? Because it's dust. Dust. So a wise person will realize, I've got a battle on my hands. I live in a body of clay, dust, and all this dust can do is cleave to the earth. You know, that's, there's nothing good about it. So if you realize the nature the laws that govern the nature of the earth, it's a magnetic pull. You know, you can take uh, psilocybin mushrooms or uh, some, I don't know, some hallucinogenic drug or LSD, magic mushrooms. You can put on a Superman cape and think you can fly and jump off a four-story building and you're going to cleave to the dust. Uh, you're going to smack right into the earth because of the law of the gravitational pull. So if you know this direction, the flesh isn't going to help you read your Bible. The flesh isn't going to help you go to church. And the flesh is not going to help you serve God. It's not going to help you go soul winning. It, it, it'll do the exact opposite. We are seated in Christ at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places, but all the flesh does is cleave. Cleave to what? The dust. Why? Birds of a feather flock together. A guy told me that was his favorite Bible verse one time. I don't even know who said it. Did Benjamin Franklin? I don't know. Somebody said it. The early bird catches the worm. That was his other great... Uh, two in a hand is worth one in the bush or something like that. I forget. Or one in the hand is worth two. I don't even know. But uh, so you have the direction. So what happens? You become aware of this. Now you know your, your nature. You have a character. You have laws that govern it. You become more aware of it. And, you know, anybody honest will you know, say, I'm lazy. Well, I am. You may not. But I remember what Dr. Jim Vineyard always said. He said, I'm a, I'm a, he was a, a sniper in the Marines. He killed people in Vietnam. 
He was on reconnaissance. And he would always say, I'm the laziest man on earth. He said, I'm so lazy. And then he'd say, I'm so lazy, I have to make myself get out of bed at 4 a.m. every morning because I'm a lazy bum. You know, I'm good for nothing. My flesh cleaves to the dust. So he said, I have to fake everybody out and work real hard because I'm really lazy. And he, he said that all the time. So you know that you become aware and then you admit it. You come to a realization, there's nothing good about my body. You know, and I don't know why people think there is, by the way. They glorify the flesh. There's nothing. You come to this realization. I live in a body of dust. My body cleaves to the dust. My body does not want me to do what God made me and saved me to do. And I admit that. You know, I admit it all the time. I want to eat bad stuff. I mean, Paul said the things I want to do, I do, and the things I don't want to do, I keep doing it in Romans 7. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm lazy, or I'm covetous, or I'm lustful. This is the type of body I live in. And my body's not as handsome as I thought it was when I was vain and looked in the mirror when I was a little, you know, just start looking real good. It's, 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 uh, it's aging, hopefully gracefully. Uh, so, you become aware, you admit it, and then what do you do? You confess to God. And if you confess, uh, He'll get it under the blood. He'll forgive you. And then after you do that, you turn. So, you have this repentance, which means an about face, 180 degree turn. So, what happens? Just like when you get saved, you turn to God from sin. So you're a sinner. You don't want that. You turn to God. What do you do? You turn from the dust to heaven. You turn from the earth to heaven. You turn from cleaving and being given over to that literal magnetic polarization of cleaving to the dust being pulled down, being sucked into the earth. And now you look at him, turn your eyes on Jesus, you realize, I want to live the heavenly life. I want to be lifted up by the word of God and quickened, which means brought back to life, resurrected. And once you do that, now you have the potential for success notice that until you do these things you don't even have you'll never reach your potential but you really haven't even understood your potential until you know your flesh has a nature that nature has a character there's laws that govern it it's pulling you downward it's a magnetic pull the dust cleaving to the dust I become aware of that. I admit it. I admit I live in a body of dust. And now I'm more aware of it. I confess it. I admit it. And I turn from going down. I want to live the heavenly life. I want to walk the heavenly way. And most people never get to this point. 
So, you know, like Brother James was talking about uh, really good stuff on uh, the tongue, different sins you can commit. There's some good things you can do with your tongue, too. Things coming up. But what will people say? I need to get some dirt on this person. I need to get some dirt. You know, I need to taint their reputation. I need to use even liable slander to defame their good name. Uh, and the Bible says a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. A good name. But a lot of people spend their time trying to get some dirt on somebody. Or we call it juicy Want to hear some juicy gossip or whatever? Dirt. And then if a, if a woman is uh, immoral, she's a dirty woman. She's a, uh, you know, dirty girl. It, it's always equated to filth. So you have contamination, and then you have defilement, and only the blood can get you cleaned up. And only the blood of Christ can get you quickened so that you quit cleaving to the dust and you can rise up. So, and you notice, some kids and men love playing in the dirt. I mean, they can't get dirty enough. And then there's the other group, they won't touch it. They hate it. You know, they're, they're like wimps. They've never got grease on their fingernail. They never got a blister. They never hit their fingernail with a hammer. They don't know how to dig a ditch. They don't know how to work. And when you... Um, but it says in Genesis, the curse over the dirt is to work the dirt. Right. So remember, when he put the curse on the woman, her desire would be to her husband, she would have great sorrow and childbirth and rearing. He also cursed the, the, the dirt so man would have to work it by the sweat of his brow. So there's a blessing in disguise of working the dirt because you're made of dirt, you came from the dirt, you'll return to the dirt, you're cleaving to the dust, but when you work the dirt, something about it, it helps you overcome the dirt. So, you have some people can't get enough, and that's in a bad way. Uh, I remember when we were kids, we'd visit my grandma in Oklahoma, we have some very embarrassing slides. There was a mud hole and they'd say, go jump in the mud hole. And it's kind of weird, isn't it? Uh, playing in the, you know, and used to skimboard, do all kinds of stuff. Ride motocross in the mud, the muddier the better, try to sling it on everybody. Uh, but it's, it seems one or two extremes, you know, and, but you know how, you ought to be clean, but you know how, you ought to know how to work the dirt. You know, you know if, I'd make your kid dig a hole. I'd make them work the garden. I'd make them work out in the fields, whatever it is. Make them get dirty. I mean, they, they need to be forced to do it. Uh, it's sad, sometimes we're, it's the uh, sissification of America. A lot of people won't even get dirty these days. So, before I continue, I'll just tell you a quick story. When I was in China, uh, I started noticing my teacher was always looking down. We were walking everywhere. He'd always watch me. And then one time we got in this gravelly area, and he, he just stood there and watched. And the reason is they won't teach you certain things if you can't walk on gravel and not make a footprint. 
It's because most people are heavy and clumsy. Try and say it nicely. Uh, tight and cleaving, and they walk like Herman the Munster. You know, and you can hear them coming across a mansion a mile away. They're rocking the foundation. You know, you hear them coming. It's like Herman the Munster, like a like a little kid's learning to walk, and he's using his arms for balance. Uh, and and I'm, I'm here the day he goes, okay, you passed the test. I said, what are you talking about? He said, you can you walk on gravel and it don't even move. And and he never told me he was watching that stuff. You know, walk over a, a gravel rock garden and see how much noise. If you can hear the gravel moving, or if you're stepping real deep, you're supposed to be light and airy because you don't want to cleave to the dirt. You don't want to, you want to root it in the earth, but you don't want to cleave in it. So what a lot of people, their whole life is dirty. Not in the bad ways we think dirty. Like a dirty movie, or, and that's bad. I'm talking about dirt. Everything they do is cleaving to it. What can I see? What can I eat? What can I hear? What can I feel? How, you know, everything is about cleaving to the dust. So if you look, Adam was given dominion over the earth to rule and reign. He yielded to temptation. He forfeited dominion. He fell into sin. Now under the curse of the sin, part of that curse, just like the serpent, had to, his legs were removed. He had to crawl on his belly eating the dust to this day. Uh, man, so likewise, was cursed by, he had to deal with dirt. So, have you ever noticed the, uh, the things you want to grow won't grow, and the things that you want to die keep living? You know, weeds just grow. And the good stuff, even when you water it and fertilize it, sometimes it dies. This is a part of the curse, to work the dirt. So, this consequence of sin is a grave reminder that we're made out of dirt. We came from the dust. We will return to the dust. So, most men, though, are full of pride, and they think they're something they're not. And they begin to boast, and they become very vain, and they forget they're very, very weak. You know, if you think about it, Metal cuts flesh. You know, a bullet has no compassion on flesh. A knife or a sword or a mangled car wreck has no compassion on the flesh. But most people, they're so full of themselves. They're so arrogant. They forget. David said, I am wonderfully and fearfully made. Now, just think about your body, how amazing it is, but how weak it is at the same time. How powerful it is, but how vulnerable it is at the same time. And, and all the different systems of your body, your, you know, your cardiovascular, just think about the neurological system, the digestive system. Just all the, it, the it's, it's so amazing how your lungs can, can 
expand and contract and your heart beats to pump the blood and your kidneys function and your spleen digests your food and your liver uh, filters out toxins from the blood. It's just amazing. But when you, it said most people have what we call uh, breakdown maintenance versus preventative maintenance. Preventative is you want to prevent diseases, prevent injuries and accidents. You don't want to just abuse your body and then it's too late and you did major damage because you're wonderfully and fearfully made. Wonderfully and fearfully made. But, sad to say, the rich, the proud, the arrogant lift up themselves and they don't want to admit they're nothing but dust. You know, they're, uh, remember what David said, can, can the grave praise thee? You know, he said, I'm so weak and frail. Keep me alive so I can serve you longer. Keep me alive so I can praise your name longer. He understood how frail he was. And, and I'm not trying to scare you, but everything is against us. I mean, there's so many diseases and bacteria and viruses and wicked men and weapons and the weather and evil spirits. It, 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 it's all a, trying to take our life. Death is the enemy. So we, the, the mortal will die the corruptible death. Uh, but praise the Lord, through Christ, we are quickened. So this going downward... We do a, an about face, and we want to live the uh, heavenly life. So, you know, like Brother Roloff used to say, no matter how fancy you dress your dust, it's just, it's just fancier dress dust. And no matter how much you paint it up, you know, and he said, you know, every old barn needs a paint job every once in a while. You know, you can paint your flesh all different colors, really expensive things. Now they airbrush it. I saw this thing. Do you use a uh, oil base or a, do you use a mineral base and do you spray paint? I mean, you can paint it up all you want to. You can dye your hair another color, it still does. Paint your fingernails. It's to paint your toenails. Uh, you can, no matter what perfume you put on it, it's still dust. It's just a better smelling dust temporarily. I mean, that's the reality. Uh, so what's the basic? You know, we're all just dust. I'm, I'm a big pile of dust up here preaching to dust held together. It's, we're wonderfully and fearfully made. Dust preaching to dust, ring around the collar. There was a commercial about that, and there was always a Chinese secret. I think it's Calgon. Yeah, I think. Now that's probably considered racist. Uh, hey, they, they figured it out and you didn't. That's not racist. I don't understand the big deal. They had, they had ways to do it. Uh, but, you know, most of the big selling items are what we call personal hygiene items. And all it is, is to primp and pamper the dust. And so people have their priorities wrong. 
They're misplaced. Their, their values are misplaced. So these proud, snooty people major on the dust. But you're supposed to be majoring on the quickening of the Word of God. You know, you can do whatever you want. It's still cleaving. If you don't get that turn of the power of God in your life, the resurrected life, you're just going to cleave. So we have all these people pampered, but it's still cleaving down. Uh, doesn't matter how rich you are, you still are going to cleave. Doesn't matter how fancy your clothes are, or how nice of a vehicle you drive around in, or how nice of a home you live in. It's still just dust. And a wise person will admit these things. Uh, and I'm through for the night. I got a lot to say. Uh, this is all introduction. But when I my first job, I got it on my 16th birthday. It was a highly esteemed job, sought after by many. Um, I was a busboy at the country club. <laughs> but uh, you know, I learned a lot about rich people, a, a lot. And they have these things called debutantes. And I think you're 16, I'm not sure. They may call it a sweet 16. These wealthy, wealthy people would wear ball gowns and you know, tuxedos. And, and I would look and I'd go, they're not any better than I am. They're just wearing a fancier clothes than I am. You know, they're not, just cause you got more money in a bank account, you, you're still made out of dirt. That's the bottom line. And, and so then I started calling them as uh, debutantes, dustutantes, dirtutantes. Uh, not a debutante, you're a dirtutante. What are they? But anyway. Uh, Dust, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. All right, let's stand.